Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, song service team, for that. Thank you for everyone who's been faithful, everyone who helps us set up all these things. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have your Bibles, Philippians, the book of Philippians, we're going to read chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 12 through 14 this evening. Philippians chapter 1, 12 through 14 will be our main scripture. And obviously, as we're in this time, we all know about what's going on with this COVID-19 and coronavirus. And we know about the mass quarantines tonight uh, throughout the United States, even throughout the earth. The shutdowns of schools, businesses, so on and so forth. And in thinking about this, one thing that I've looked at is that there are businesses that are still open. When we're looking at Food Lion, Walmart, 7-Eleven, Olive Garden, and we can go on and on about different businesses that have been able to navigate this. They have learned, in other words, to produce in the midst of quarantine. Let me say that again. They've learned to produce in the midst of quarantine. No matter the restrictions, no matter the mandates, They've been able to prop to function, amen, and to still hold their business and to still make money. The Bible, I believe, teaches us the same thing, that when there are restrictions and just because we cannot function as we would like, that doesn't mean that we can't function. It doesn't mean that we can't still, amen, do the work of God and still do the will of God, even if we are in a quarantine. We must still be productive, We must still do what we can do with everything in us. In other words, church, no matter what's going on, amen, no matter the restriction, we still must be able to share the gospel, preach the gospel, make disciples and see people say, can somebody shout amen? We still ought to care for souls and we still ought to glorify God, even in the midst of this quarantine. So for a minute... I want to preach to you a sermon I've entitled Being Productive During Lockdown. And let's read what our text says and let's see all that God will speak to us. First, uh, excuse me, Philippians chapter one, verse 12 through 14. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are more are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Church, let's pray. God in heaven, we thank you. I give you all the praise and glory tonight, God. I pray I leave it in your hands, Lord. God, I don't have any confidence in this flesh. God, for I have my confidence in you. So I pray let the spirit go forth. Let it touch hearts. Let it stir hearts tonight. Bless the message, God, I pray. Bless this word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Being productive during lockdown tonight. Being productive during lockdown. Let's first look, amen, at my chains. The letters to Timothy, the letters to the Philippians, all written in prison, all written during a time of lockdown. It's even thought that Paul wrote, seven letters, I mean, from a prison cell. 
These prisons weren't even close to what we have here in America. Much more worse, they were dark, small and cramped, being weighed down by chains on the feet as well as the hands. On top of that, amen, having minimal food, if any, to eat. So let's think about this for a moment. Here we have it in chains and in bondage, freedom taken away, pain and hurt. So what does Paul do? He starts writing to the churches. He starts writing to the churches he's established. He starts letting God use him in his current condition to touch other people, to reach people of that day. But not only of that day, but today. Can somebody say amen? He says in verse 12, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for my uh, for the furtherance of the gospel. What happened to Paul is it squeezed the gospel out of him. The lockdown squeezed, amen, the gospel. It squeezed something that may have not been squeezed before this uh, before he was in chains. This lockdown that we are in should not cause us to be like everybody else. It should not cause us to go into hiding. It should not cause us to be fearful. But what it should cause us is you and I to stand up and say, wait, I understand quarantine. I understand lockdown, but there's still a God in heaven who can heal. Somebody shout amen. I would tell you to honk the horn, but I want to be obnoxious. This is what it should cause us to do. It should cause us to go after it even more because of the restrictions. It should cause us to take even more risk and even more opportunity because there are restrictions. Paul is saying, you know what? While I'm in this state, I'm not going to sit here and sulk. I'm not going to sit here and wonder why. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start letting God use me. And no matter the condition, I'm in. For the church in these times, it should be a call to produce, to further the gospel, to further Jesus. Second Timothy 4 and 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul wrote this while being in chains again. I am being poured out. I am giving my all even in the midst of my lockdown. Even me being shut in. My chains have served a purpose that Jesus would be proclaimed. This quarantine is for us to serve the purpose. In this time and hour that we live in, it should be the church that is the brightest light. It is the church, amen, that should be the beacon of hope. Because the church is preaching the only hope, and that hope is Christ. These chains, if you will, these things that we are suffering, we can still be used. This gospel can still be spread. This is still a valuable time that we must give to the gospel to a, we must give the gospel to a fearful and hurting people. Listen to me. This is not time for us to break. This is not time for us to, OK, I'm going to slow down now. 
If you were in ministry before the lockdown, you're in ministry now. If you were serving God before the lockdown, if you were working for Christ before, you're still working. So this is not the time to slow down. This is not the time to be like everybody else. But this is the time where the church should stand up. This is the time when the church should stand out and people should be running to this parking lot. Because there are men and women women that are still proclaiming Christ in the midst of lockdown. We may be quarantined folks, but the gospel is not. We may be in lockdown, but the gospel is not. Ephesians 6 and 19 tells us this. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in what? Chains. That in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul is telling the Ephesian church, I'm still bold if I'm on lockdown. It doesn't matter. These things will not shut me up. These things will not shut me out. It doesn't matter if I'm in chain. It doesn't matter if I'm in dungeon. It doesn't matter if I'm in peril. If there's a person who's not saved, if there's somebody who's not free, I'm going to give them the gospel at every opportunity. Let's look secondly at inside the quarantine. If we can get a little deeper into this for a moment, as I've said, and as the scripture is showing us, we can still make a difference, even though uh, we can still make a difference and preach the gospel, even in a time of lockdown. Thank you. And for a moment, I would like to look at a few things that happen in the chains of Paul. Or better yet, I want to look at a couple of things that happened that we see in the midst of the lockdown that happened to Paul personally. Number one, he reached people. Philippians 1 and 13. So that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. All those who guarded Paul, the people who worked around him, all knew that he was there because of the gospel. That it was the standing for Jesus Christ that brought him there. Amen. But in that, it brought people to Jesus. In Paul's quarantine, he affected people for the gospel. How do we know? Philemon, chapter, uh, verse 10. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I begotten in my chains, <clears throat> who, was, who once was unprofitable for you, but now is profitable to you and me. What is that story telling us? It is telling us that in the midst of being in quarantine and lockdown, in the midst of chains, he's now, amen, bringing people to Christ. In the midst where he should be crying and wondering why, he's preaching. And not only preaching, preaching with conviction. And no matter the chain, amen, no matter the hold, he is still willing to give somebody else who is spiritually chained freedom, even though he won't see freedom. <clears throat> when, did, when did Onesimus become a Christian during Paul's quarantine? In the midst of Paul's worst time, he reached somebody for the gospel. And how many know you and I can do the same thing? That still happens today. 
Again, Acts 28, verse 30. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all that came to him. Verse 31, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. If I can inject something for free tonight, Paul was discipling during this time. You listen to me, men and women. You who know, you who are in ministry. This is a time where you should be discipling someone. Did you hear what I said? That this is a time where you should be training somebody. During this lockdown, we're having to do all these things. This is the perfect time to bring somebody along, to bring somebody shoulder to shoulder and show them this is how we live during quarantine. This is how we live during lockdown. This is what we do. This is what Christians do when we have affliction on top of our shoulders. Who can you pour into in this time? Instead of thanking God that you got some more free time. Instead of sitting on the couch watching television, who it is that we can be pouring into that desperately needs the gospel, that desperately needs Jesus Christ, that is fearful out of their minds, that are scared of what's going to happen, that have no idea what life is going to bring. It is those people that we should be drawing in and rubbing shoulders with. In Acts 28, Paul is on house arrest in Rome. And what do we read while he's on house arrest? Quarantine. He's preaching to folks. He's teaching folks with all dominion. And how many know we should be doing the same thing? That we should be teaching folks. We should be preaching to folks with total dominion, no matter the affliction. The second thing that we see that Paul did in lockdown is personal edification. Second Timothy chapter four, verse 13 tells us this. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come and the books, especially the parchments. I think I just swallowed a bug. It's okay, though. We what we can gather here is that all the things that Paul asks for are for his personal edification. The books may have been writings of men of wisdom and understanding. See, listen to me, church. Not only should we be reaching out to others, but we should be using this time to read, to help ourselves, amen, to get a better understanding of Christ. Listen to me, YouTube is great, but you know a book is a little better. Thank you, brother. That you know what? Open up a book and let your mind begin to exercise. Learn something more about Christ. Learn something more about the kingdom. Amen. Use this time to begin to build up that spiritual man. The parchments were more than likely his Bible of the time. And this goes without saying. We know that we must be in our Bibles. But listen to me. Not just out of duty can you say amen. But a wanting, a yearning. You should be reading your Bible because you want to know more about Christ, not trying to fulfill a Bible plan. That you want to grow closer to your Savior. 
In other words, use this time to put spiritual things in you. Paul is in his chains. And what does he make a request for? He makes a request for things that are going to help him so he can begin to help the body. See, when you build yourself up in the things of God, when you build up that spiritual man, it's not only just for you, but it's also for people you're going to come in contact with. It's also for people you're going to reach. Why? Because you've built something in you and now you can pour it out into somebody else. He says, give me my books, give me my parchments. While I'm in these chains, I'm going to make use of the time. I'm not just going to waste away, but I'm going to build something because I want to build something outside of me through the churches. Church, in other words, let's not waste our time on senseless videos. Now, I know you like YouTube and you want to watch the cat that can play the piano with his paws. And I know it's great to watch the broom challenge and the dance challenge and this challenge and that. And those are all great. But let's not use this time solely for that. Let's use this time to build up. Our spiritual person. Have you been using this time productively, church? To build up your own spiritual life, maybe you've been lagging in prayer. May you've been lagging in Bible reading. May you've been lagging in various spiritual disciplines where here is the time, amen, to build those things back up. Here is the time to redo that broken foundation. All this being done, why bound by the Roman authorities, church? He didn't let things slip because of the situation, but yet use the situation to propel Christ to others and himself. Let this be a time since we don't have all the distractions. Let this be a time since we don't have all the things that would usually pull on us, pull on us. Let us be a time where we say, God, me and you. That we reestablish And reaffirm our foundations in Christ again. The third thing that Paul did is he encouraged others. Now, mind you, the three things or the two things that I just displayed to you, all done in prison. All done in chains. And the third thing he does is he encourages people on the outside who have freedom. Philippians 1.14 And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul, his light is shining brighter in jail. Think about this with me. Here it is. The people now, his brethren, they are there and they're watching Paul <clears throat> and they know he doesn't have freedom. He, they know he doesn't have long, but yet they see him still proclaiming. They see him still preaching. And what does it do? It doesn't cause fear in them. But what does it do? It causes them to go out and be more bold. See, in this time, you can encourage others by your faith and by your boldness to be more bold. 
They looked at Paul's attitude, his willingness to share the gospel no matter what, his unrelenting running for Christ, and it made others decide to run. See, church, this is what we can do for another person. Can you say amen? That we can begin, amen, to run for Christ. And as they see our boldness, that we begin to bring them along. And they begin to say, you know what? If that brother can be bold like that, so can I because we serve the same Christ. If that sister can believe God like that, so can I because we serve the same Christ. He encouraged others in his chains. In his lockdown. Can I ask you a question? Who are you encouraging? He became an inspiration. And it would seem so opposite. That chains would create boldness. You know, I'm not saying tonight that God created the coronavirus to do whatever. But I will say this, that when you look through church history, one thing is for sure. Every time the church dealt with affliction, every time the church dealt with issue, with, 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 the, with things happening, what you will find is that the church didn't grow, but it got stronger. And what you will find through church history is that shortly after the affliction or even during the affliction, there was revival. There was an opening of the gospel. There was an open door and people start getting saved. Why? Because they were encouraged. Even though those 120 were in the upper room and they were crying out to God and yet they were crying out for their lives. But yet in order to even pray in that manner, there had to be some type of encouragement that God, if I pray, you'll hear me. And what do we see? Pentecost. 3,000, thousands upon thousands added to the kingdom in the midst of affliction. Because when the people of God are encouraged, that encouragement begins to spread to other people. This is why during this lockdown, listen to me, and I'm complaining too. I'm like, man, just open us back up. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. But you know what? In the same breath, In the same breath, I had to say, God, I thank you for what's happening now. Because it made me realize some things. It made me realize what I was missing. And so in that, encouraging others, hey, listen, use the quarantine to your benefit. Encourage somebody else. Start reading your Bibles together. Start holding prayer groups together. Start believing God with each other. Start encouraging each other in the midst of lockdown. Let me close. We must use this time to not solely focus on the craziness of this sickness of the world, but much more how we can preach the gospel. How we can get the message of Christ out, but not only get that message out, but how we can begin to see people saved and not only see people saved. But now how can we disciple those people and not only just disciple them, but how we can begin to send out churches into the nations. This has to be our heart in this time. 
No sulking. No, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? No, but much more is God, help me to navigate through this. Help me to be a blessing here. How can I be a witness there? How can I build my spiritual man? How can I encourage others? How can I present the gospel to other men and women? Church, use your quarantine wisely. Use it so that God may get the glory. Use it that even after this COVID-19 and all this thing begins to dissipate, that we won't be trying to stumble back into routine, but actually we'll be stronger. That actually we'll come back more encouraged. We'll come back more excited. We'll come back with more faith. We'll come back with more ideas for evangelism. We'll come back with more of a willingness to sacrifice. Here is where you start. In the midst of this lockdown. I encourage you all. I don't know what everybody is doing during this. I don't know what everybody's been doing. But tonight, the bottom line is, you know. You know what you have and what you haven't been doing. And I would just encourage you from the word of the Lord. Be as Paul in Philippians 12, uh, Philippians 1. He says he makes a proclamation. You can almost read the excitement that, listen, in my chains Not only do all the guards know, not only does everybody know why I'm here, but even more so the brethren outside that have freedom, the brethren that outside that don't have the chains, they are encouraged. And let us have the spirit of Paul in this moment of time and say, God, not only am I in chains, Not only my quarantine, but the gospel is getting out. My family members are getting saved. People are being reached. But not only that, God, I'm actually encouraging my brothers and sisters to go online, to do different things, to have platforms where the gospel is preached. And just encourage you tonight. Encourage you, church. Let's be productive during our lockdown. Let us be productive and fruitful in the midst of this time. If I can have every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment. God bless you tonight. As we're here tonight, as we're here tonight, I know that I mentioned that Paul encouraged others. I know that I mentioned that Paul edified himself and built up the spiritual man. I know that I said that Paul began to witness and even disciple. But one other thing that can happen in quarantine is repentance. Because it's something about when you don't have all the distractions of life. It's something about, amen, when it's you and God, God begins to reveal and God begins to deal with us. And we begin to realize things about our own lives. We begin to realize what we are, but we also realize what we are not. And in this quarantine, 
I would encourage you. Maybe there are some of you here. This is where you need. It has to start with repentance. Saying, God, forgive me a sinner. Forgive me, Lord. I need to get right with you so that I can rebuild this foundation. That I can shore up this foundation. And if that's you, you say, you know what? I'm backslidden. I'm away from Christ. I'm not right with God. Whatever you want to call it and whatever box you want to put it in, the bottom line is that I need to repent. If that's you, we want to pray for you. We want to pray with you. And if that's you, if you would just signify that with a hand out the window. So you know what? That's me. Anyone here before we move on? So I need to get right with God, man. So it is. So let it be. Maybe you're out there and you're watching on one of our platforms. Maybe you're watching through YouTube. Maybe you're watching through Facebook. And you say, you know what? I need to get right with God. I need to get right with my Savior. I need to repent. We would love to lead you in a prayer tonight. If you would kneel down and just repeat after me tonight. Say, Jesus, I thank you for the wonderful gift of salvation. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. For I believe in you, Lord. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe in your blood that cleanses my sin. And I pray, touch me, God. Heal me, Lord. Touch my mind. And I thank you for your mercy and grace. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Listen to me tonight, church. As you go home tonight, as you go back to your homes and go back to whatever you're going to do, listen to me. Don't let today only be for today. But let today set the course for the rest of your week, for the rest of your month, for the rest of your year and years to come. Everything that was preached this morning, that God has given us an ability to create within our own lives. And even going into tonight, that in the midst of our quarantine, be productive. Let this set the course for the rest of the time that we have. Until we see Jesus come back or we go to him. I encourage you all. Encourage you all, church. Let's make a difference for the gospel's sake. Let's see men and women saved. Let's see them discipled. Let's see them touched. Let's see our nation healed by the power of Christ. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all this evening.